Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Sorry I wasn't here on Wednesday. Um, I forgot that I wasn't going to be when I said that I was going to be here tomorrow on Tuesday. Is all this time travel talk confusing you? It's confusing me. It's giving me a headache. It's a bad way to start the podcast. Anyway, we're going to talk tourism. Uh, it's been one of the hotbed issues of uh, the year because it's been so badly affected, of course. Uh, we're going to talk OCD, uh, the cafe, and the disease. Um, Haw- Hawksby wants a, a, a com- complaint about supermarket food, and uh, we've got some Christmas decoration talk as well. But before any of that, uh, house prices, another hotbed topic this year. That chap that has saved 80000 if he was getting 7 or 8% on his money, I'd say, well, don't, don't worry. Compound interest will help you. You'll get there yes. eventually. But I can see why he's worried because with a system that we're going on, it, things should just keep inflating. So they're getting further and further away. But the problem is, how do you reverse it? Do you stop the printing of money? Do you start raising interest rates? Because I believe if you start raising interest rates, you'll find that there'll be so many home. You know, if you go from 2 to 4 to 5%, or well, the long-term average is probably 6 or 7%, probably 60 or 70% of people couldn't pay their mortgages. Yeah, John, I and, don't and know. Are, 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 you in, are you involved in banking? Uh, no, I, I, uh, I studied economics. Yeah. How, how, much, how much input can the New Zealand government have via the Reserve Bank Act or via Treasury? How much input can they have? on the interest well, rates that banks charge? They're meant to be independent, but... Is that a New good Zealand thing, then? But, you know, if you look back a few years ago when people used to complain that our interest rates were higher than they were anywhere else in the world, and that was to keep inflation under control, and that did happen. Right, well, quite an historic morning, uh, I think, for the News Talk Z Bean podcast because I think that might be the most boring start we've ever had, just talking about interest rates and how the Reserve Bank works and that sort of thing, and economics, and also possibly the most boring piece of audio I've ever been sent from Marcus's producer as well. I think somebody's standing in for somebody at the moment. That might have been what's gone wrong there. So I'm sorry about that. Let's see if Kerry McIver uh, can do any better uh, with her thoughts on the tourism industry. If you're working in tourism, what's the summer looking like? Can you last the summer without the expected influx of inbound tourists from all over the world? Have your New Zealand bookings been sufficient to see you through? Will you be able to limp on? until the borders eventually open in 2075 or whenever it is going to be. And if you're a Kiwi, have you seen more of this country than you ever have? Can you compare and contrast a time when you visited a natural attraction or a popular tourism destination, say Queenstown, say Rotorua? How does it compare without the tourists? If you live in these towns that get inundated, especially over the summer, with overseas tourists, what's it been like for you? Have you been willing to accept the drop in income for the fact that you're living in one of the most beautiful places on earth, as evidenced by the fact everybody wants to come and see you? 
You're living in one of the most beautiful places on earth, and now you can truly appreciate it. Um, I know it's not uh, tourism related, but it's this whole kind of, you know, support local situation. I think I've actually um, uh, eaten out, done more cafes and, and takeaways and restaurants than ever before. So that's awesome. It's awesome for me. I don't know how awesome it is for uh, my bank account or um, my, you know, things like cholesterol levels and stuff like that. Ah, who cares? Uh, let's move on uh, to, uh, oh, speaking of eating out in cafes, the, the OCD cafe. Apparently people with OCD aren't happy that there's a cafe called OCD. Now, uh, tell me, are you finding the name upsetting? Um, I think frustrating might be a better word. Why? And- um, tiresome would, yeah. would be um, because you know I think that as a society we've got so much better at um, talking about mental health problems now and just having increased um, awareness, understanding and compassion but I've noticed this trend where that understanding only seems to apply to certain mental health problems and not to others um, and so you know we're still living in a society we're saying oh I'm so OCD Um is something that we're still hearing far too often. What's wrong with that? OCD, um, because it's not an adjective; it's a mental health condition. But 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 what is? And that's fair enough, and that is a statement of fact. But what is wrong with somebody saying, for example, "Gosh, I'm so OCD. I cleaned my house for three hours this morning." Um, because it perpetuates a very inaccurate stereotype. Um, and the thing is, it's going to be very hard to cover this in a short interview, but. Um, a lot of people would be surprised to know that there are many people out there who have OCD who don't keep their houses tidy um, and whose symptoms uh, have absolutely nothing to do with life and things tidy and organised. Oh, I suppose it's a good point. Um, it will, I mean, obviously it'll get to the stage where um, we can't say anything at all or call anything anything or even make a joke about anything. Um, and... Uh, I think we'll probably just go back to non-verbal communication, just sort of grunts and moans and gestures. And obviously gestures can be very offensive as well. And grunting can be too, I suppose. Oh, let's just call it all off. That's the end of the podcast, uh, because everything else I say from this point is going to offend somebody. Um... But can I do it like a disclaimer? Everything's going to be offend everybody from this point on. Uh, so if you are likely to be offended, please stop listening now. If, however, you would like to be offended, uh, keep listening to Kate Hawksby talking about a supermarket freshness. So more than half the groceries they purchased were either old, inedible or rotten. So, of course, I suggested take it all back, get your money back, swap it out, take it back. No, they didn't have time. They hadn't kept a receipt. Oh, they'd just have to queue up again and then they'd have to argue with someone who may or may not refund them anyway and that'd be embarrassing. And so, you know, this is why we do Uber Eats, Mum, they said. Uh, So much for trying to encourage kids to cook and fend for themselves. Tricky when they're put off supermarkets with old stock. Given this was our local, though, I thought, no, this isn't cool. So I rang them (laughs) and I asked whether it was usual to have so much old stock on the shelves and whether they would swap or refund. I explained that the kids didn't have a receipt. I was told they would need a receipt and that if they didn't have one, they'd have to come in and speak to the manager about each individual item, but that the manager wasn't in until tomorrow, so they'd have to call first to check he was there. I mean, who's got the time? Who can be bothered? Why is there not fresh stock on the shelves in the first place? Supermarkets 
are supposed to be about convenience, not repeat visits to swap out old food for fresh stuff. So during the Commerce Commission's year-long study into the supermarkets over whether they're fair, I'm just wondering if they could also look into whether they're fresh. Now, I'm actually, she sounds pretty wound up about this, but I'm actually with Kate on this one. Uh, because I do often get home and then get into trouble because the cottage cheese is uh, past its expiry date. And and it's always when you don't check. It's that one time you don't check and then you get it home and they go, you're going to have to take this. And I'm not taking it back. I'm not going, I'm not doing that for a $3.50 thing of cottage cheese. I'm not doing that. But I do get into trouble. And, and the reason, and it's hard... What, here's what I want them to do. I want them to put the Best Buy and expiry dates in exactly the same place on, all, on everything. Preferably right on top of it in bold type and not hide it on the rim of the lid or sometimes underneath, sometimes on top, sometimes on the side. I can't be standing there all day looking for the expiry dates on things. Oh my God. But this has turned into a major rant. See how much more entertaining the podcast has got since the interest rate stuff at the beginning? And that was before we heard about Mike Yardley's Christmas decorations. Something that came about this morning when we got to work, we were chatting, uh, and Mike Yardley, who is a name you'll be very familiar with on this particular radio station, News Talk ZB, he's a great broadcaster, and he got to telling us that he has, and we've seen photographs, and in fact, you've posted them already, have you, Tyler? Yep, I've posted them up on um, the Seinfeld Facebook page, so go have a look. It looks like the Christmas grotto, isn't it? It is oh, beautiful. It's honestly Santa's house, and Mike Yardley joins us. He's got his Christmas decorations all up. The house is ready to go. It's just <laughs> December the 25th. is still six weeks away. G'day, Mike. G'day, Mike. Hello, lads. How are you? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Your photos look amazing. Between you and Dolly Parton, <laughs> it's, it's a match made in heaven. Like, where, is this a regular thing for you on, you know, whatever? Is it the 18th of November today? It, is this regular this early? Well, actually, I think I set a new personal record this year for myself, side because I think the tree was up on October 21 and fully decorated <laughs> by November 2. Wow. <laughs> yeah, now, why do you do it so early, Mike? Well, it's interesting. I generally find I like to put it up early because to get the house decorated takes such a long time, I think, well, I might as well get, you know, bang from a buck. So let's get three months out of this. Um, it certainly doesn't come down until the end of January, so I'm just as bad at the other end of it as well. But I was actually at one of the, um, the Christmas retailers in Christchurch a couple of weeks ago just buying a few add-ons. And they said to me they have never experienced so many people coming into their store. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? People have gone either way with this. They they, they, uh, put, they had their trees up in July just to make themselves feel better about life. Or uh, 2020 has been such a disappointment that they've cancelled Christmas completely and not even going to have a tree. Um, I've got flashing lights up on the deck. But it's mostly to try and create a bit of a party atmosphere. It's weird because we haven't had anybody around, but, you know, you can imagine it. And um, I've been trying to drink heavily as well to try and get that party atmosphere going too. Um, but, yeah, no tree yet. I think this might be supposed to be happening this Sunday. don't know why. Uh, I'm Glenn ZP. Uh, that has been News Talks. Have been. I will see you back here again tomorrow, and I definitely will be here tomorrow. Promise.